Hey everybody, Andrew Clayton, and welcome to 8020 with Pareto Health. We have a special episode today. We are at our Paradigm and Structure members meeting in beautiful San Diego, having a great time, a lot of uh, wonderful content, but more importantly, member-to-member interaction and exchange of ideas. Extending that into today's podcast, we are doing an interview with two of our CFOs, and so we really thank them for being here. First, I want to thank Jill Kindle, who is CFO of Miami Valley Steel, as well as uh, Chris Bissinger, CFO of Essential Ingredient. In addition to Jill and Chris, I want to give a special thanks to our celebrity uh, guest host, Jack Longstreth. Jack is filling in for Mr. Cavanaugh as uh, Cavanaugh is recovering from a little bit of a procedure on his shoulder. Uh, so, you know, 85 years of wear and tear really, really gets to you. Thanks, everybody. Looking forward to a great uh, discussion. Um, we are here in lovely San Diego for our Paradigm and Structure uh, members meetings. And uh, we've really enjoyed the opportunity to get, the, to get together with the members, allow them to interact in addition to advance forward our risk management cost containment efforts. So, uh, Jack, would you do the pleasure of... Yeah. Uh, fifth day in San Diego. I'm a little tired, so please forgive me for that. But uh, Jill and Chris, thank I'm sure you it's so all much. it's all sun related. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Jill and Chris, thanks so much for joining us. Um, I'm going to let you guys introduce yourselves, if that's okay. Name, title, company, and where you're located, and if you don't mind, how many years you've been in the captive. If you can remember all that, that'd be great. I'm Jill Kendall I'm from Miami Valley Steel. I'm the CFO at Miami Valley Steel. Um, we're located in Piqua, Ohio, where it's just it's a steel service center, have about 140 employees. We have been a member of the captive since, oh, Pat, maybe you could tell me that, I think. 2018. Yeah, this is our fourth, the beginning of our fourth year, right? Sounds great. Yep. Yeah. Chris? Yeah. Yeah. Chris Bissinger, um, I am CFO of Essential Ingredients. Uh, we're located in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, we are a personal care chemical distributor, so... Personal care, think about most of the things that you probably used to get ready in the morning. Uh, shampoos, soaps, lotions, hand sanitizer, color cosmetics. We sell the ingredients that go into making that material. We've been in the captive for two years now. So let's start. Jill, you came from self-funded. Uh, you were in an ASO platform with Anthem. with Anthem. Chris, you came from level funded. So different financing structures. What was the thing about the captive that made you join? We used to be self-funded a long time ago, like back when that was not a thing. Probably 12 years prior to that, we were self-funded. We were bought and sold, so we had to go back to being fully um, fully insured, yep. Fully insured, and so we were ready to go back to self-funding. And so we, we joke and call fully, fully insured F-O-O-L-Y. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was Which good. Makes sense. Yeah, was a good one. The immediate <laughs> cost savings for us was in the pharmaceutical. It was crazy what we're being charged by Anthem. It was an immediate savings. Every month we could see the huge difference in what we were paying for drugs. So that was the first part. And then after that, just coming to the meetings and understanding how we could change the structure and working with our consultants who had great ideas too about how we could change our, our benefit plan and structure it the way that would benefit our employees the most and give them the best health care and navigate the rising health care costs. So for us, I think it was, it was interesting. You know, we... 
small private company, 85 employees. We would go through an annual renewal and it would, you know, we'd just experience you know, 5, 10, 15%, 20%, whatever that was. And, you know, we just got tired of that. Um, and, and it wasn't until we actually changed our uh, consultant relationship, you know, we decided to, to, to move away from, you know, the uh, legacy uh, uh, engagements that we had in the past that, that we realized that there was, there was other things that were out there. We didn't have to have this either fully assured or level-funded uh, level program and it wasn't until we, we moved to, to the current relationship we have with, uh, with, our, with our consultant that we, we knew that there, we found out there was something that was out there. And for us, it was that, that and in addition to the, the wonderful cost containment strategies that came with that. It was very eye-opening for us. So you got, you got tired of the, I call it the annual apology meeting. Yeah. I'm sorry it's not better. We, we did our best. We, uh, yeah. It was so funny. It was, it was you know, uh, <laughs> they would come and they'd say, you know, it looks like it's going to be a 20 to 30% renewal. We'll, we'll try to talk them down. We'll see what we can do. I mean, I know, I know you guys have probably all experienced that. <laughs> and, then, and then it became a celebration when it was, you know, you know 5 to 15%. Right. And so. I'll agree with Chris. We, we changed our consultant when we came to Pareto as well. I had told them coming upon renewal that I wanted to be self-funded. And what my current consultant brought me was trash. It was crazy. And I just happened to be talking to Chris and I told Chris, I want to be self-funded. He goes, I've got an answer, Joe. I said, well, give me a quote and let's move with it and let's see what we have. So I feel like partnering with a consultant that you trust and you feel is heading you in the right direction is key. So you guys, uh, which we adore, you're using our adopted vernacular of consultant as opposed to broker. Right? <laughs> yeah. As you know, we think there's a huge distinction between the two. There is. Yeah, I would, I would I never agree. use that term. <laughs> right? <laughs> I agree with that. So you have the, the CFO lens. How far out are you looking at your uh, captive, yes, but health plan, more importantly, how far out are you looking at your health plan from a, from a strategy standpoint and from you know, what's next to, to achieve? We're always tweaking you know, what we have and looking at the results. Um, again, our consultants are in with us, and we're looking at claims on a quarterly basis and seeing where can we make adjustments. Um, part of the reason why I switched from the fully insured thing is I hated going to my employees every year and saying, here's the new cards because we switched again this year and here's this new and here's this new. It, I feel like your, your employees look at you and, and say, I'm losing faith in what you're doing because I have to keep switching all the time. And it's, and it's a big deal for your employees to, because then they have to see if their providers are in the right network and everything. So for us, the strategy of, of keeping basically the same plan and just doing tweaks to it, maybe to get them to go in the direction you want them to go, the providers you'd like them to go, get them headed in the right direction, is so much more comforting, knowing that I'm, I, our employees are so much more engaged in our health care program now because they know it. We're not changing it on them every year. They know what it is, and they know how to navigate it. They're becoming better healthcare navigators because we're not changing it on them every year. That, that's a great point because that's, that was what we suffered through every year was this, the, the switch back and forth, back and forth. I'll, I'll add to that and just say, you know, we, uh, we just 
went through an exercise where we kind of reimagined our five-year strategic plan. And for us, um, you know, our uh, health benefit expense is second to third heaviest expense for us. So that was a, as a component for us is just looking at that and looking five years out and thinking through, you know, what is that landscape going to look like um, and, and what can we do to, to manage that either through cost containment strategies or through the mix of cost sharing mix between company and, 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 and employee is it's pretty heavily weighted towards our the company funded right now. It's about a 90-10 split. How do we, how do we manage that over the next five years, this is a way for us to do that. If we can smooth out the volatility in our um, annual, um, you know, either the claims experience potentially or through the stop loss renewals, um, that's a way for us to kind of even that out a little bit and get a little bit more towards what would be considered market. So. so obviously a huge part of this meeting is talking through cost containment uh, and the different strategies that employers are utilizing, trying to build confidence in all the employers that, hey, we can do this. Um, what are some of the things you all have done? And I know Jill, I'm, I'm not going to, maybe I am, but the, the primary care clinic um, is one thing that has worked really well for you and the different groups in the captive. Can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. Um, and then I'll turn to Chris. Anything you can think of from a cost containment perspective that has had sure. a lot of success for you? Sure. We were uh, we were trying to because we had been to the meetings and you know you guys had been telling us you know it really is great if you can get your own clinic then you can help drive the employees where you want them to go and and uh, so I was getting ready to put in a wellness benefit. I wanted everybody to get their physicals and all their checks and everything. And several of our employees were talking to them about it and they're like, we don't even have a family physician. Mm. I mean, a lot of the guys in my plant did not have a family physician. So we, along with our consultants said, that's what we need to tackle first. I can't put in a wellness benefit that they can't achieve. So we decided to come up with a clinic. We started the route of the partner that you have to look for a doc and, and went through that. And then our consultants got kind of um, out of the box thinking for us, and we approached one of our local hospitals, and they provided the staff and the clinic for us. We got several employers. We came up with the number of bodies we were going to need. So we have eight employers, Pat, that are in our group right now, and we have a full-time doctor and staff person, and we were leasing a building, and the employers came together and set the hours because my first shift starts at 7 o'clock, so on several days, the clinic hours start at 6 a.m., so they could get there before, and then they stay open late, so we kind of control it. Those eight employers um, sit down every two months, look at what's going on, and, and set the hours, and and set what's going on. And the hospital partnership has been key to that because we also did a contract with them uh, with that hospital. And they're helping us by providing drugs at cost out of that clinic. So when our employees go there, they said the best thing is, is that they don't have to go to the pharmacy afterwards. They leave there with their prescriptions done. They can call that day and usually get in if they need to be referred on further, then that doctor 
is referring them within the network. They know what our network. I mean, they're, they know where they're supposed to be navigating them to and are helping them. Look, here's the two pl places I'd like you to call. In fact, do you want me to call them for you? We can help. So we really, even once they go for their wellness check or their sick check, they're navigating them to the place that we want them to head to. Our employees feel engaged, they like it, and they have a choice. They don't have to go there. But if they go there, they pay nothing. Why haven't you done something like that for me? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> no, and just before Chris gets into it, I mean, from our perspective, from Pareto's perspective, that's outside of Pareto. Uh, we have nothing to do with that. And that's fantastic uh, because they're doing it on their own, and kudos to their consultant for putting that together. But at least they're doing something, um, and that's what's extremely important. It's, it's also the philosophy and recognition that you need to break down the barriers of entry for the employees, right? As you talk about the, the guidance, the counseling, the coaching that they get, um, setting appointments for them, all that makes it easy. I mean, healthcare and health insurance is a foreign language to, to so many employees it and is. dependents and spouses. Um, and your success in breaking that down is directly related to the financial success you're, you're enjoying. And they really have no reason not to fulfill the wellness I have a 90% hit rate on the wellness checks, right? It's, it's crazy. Of course, I charge them $30 a week if they don't do the, their wellness and they know. So that, I mean, that's $1,500 a year. I mean, so they're, they're, they're doing it um, on a good, but they don't have any excuse not to. It's really easy. Call up the clinic, go in, get my test done, finished. We're doing that for the first time uh, in our company history this year on the uh, you know, making sure folks get the physical, get their biometric screening, have a consultation with their uh, physician, et cetera. That's the first time we're doing that through the Healthy Merits Program. So a couple things that have worked for us so far, um, uh, specifically on specialty drug management, that was a significant, significant portion of our annual claims experience. And so just through you know, leveraging manufacturer coupons, leveraging alternative sources, th those have significantly reduced uh, our annual claims on, on the specialty drug side. So that's been a huge win for us. We've also participated in the cancer care program. Uh, we participate in, in the KISSEX program. I'll tell you for us, um, so again, year two, Year one was, was fairly light on the KISSEX side, and so that's the surgical piece. I've seen a heavy, heavy uh, movement in that in year two. And, you know, that's, for us, it's, it's, it's that constant drip of information. You know, we are intentional about reminding our team uh, monthly during what we call our all-hands meetings, you know, or the kind of the, the, the all-company gathering, uh, just the, the offering that's, that's available, just those reminders to the staff. Um, for us to tie it all together, we use uh, HealthJoy. I don't know if you guys participate in that as well. Um, HealthJoy, uh, I, I love that personally. I like having, I like ut utilizing the wallet, so I've got all of my data in that, that one location. And, and my family specifically, we are super users when it comes to the, the telemedicine option through that. You know, it's, a, it's for us, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a no charge to the, to the participant. I love the convenience of, of that. So. Um, there, there's a lot of things I think, you know, obviously there's, there's, I'm sure there's more that's out there, but 
for year two for us, mm -hmm. um, it's, it's been uh, extremely encouraging, especially on the specialty drug side and the savings that we're experiencing. Yeah, and, and health joy, the telemedicine, that's another barrier to entry, right, that you're eliminating. You know, junior has the sniffles, whatever the case may be, earache. Yep. You know what it is. You just need the, the amoxicillin or something simple, right? Let's, let's make great. it easy. It's great, yep. And the benefit wallet is amazing. I mean, it's, that makes it easier for us when someone comes and says, hey, Jill, I said, you know, I've had you download, and we have a pretty good hit rate on, on people downloading HealthJoy. We kind of, on new employees, we kind of make them give us their phone, and we do it when, the, when they are, are, uh, are making their choices after 30 days. But that benefit wallet is wonderful. It puts everything right there. So anything that was, um, you know, a misstep or wasn't the home run you expected to be, or you'd say, I'd do over and I'd, I'd tackle this a little bit differently. Well, we've kind of done that because the first year that we joined the captive, we weren't guiding people. You know, we just put in all of the um, self-insured stuff, right? And we were just telling everybody, you know, look, you can still use your own providers that you had, and we're just self-insured now, and this is the new way to go. And, and um the good thing is, is that we're constantly reviewing the data and making those tweaks because then that's what made us go. We're like, <laughs> we had a really bad year. Um, we probably had a year where it was like a 30% increase, our second year in the captive. And we said, there's got to be something here. We've got to make a change. When we made that change and we drove the employees and talked to them, about it, like you said, you know, talking to them about here's what we're doing. We can pay these dollars out in healthcare for you guys, or we can pay these dollars to you in profit sharing because we're going to share in this, right? And so I promised them that we were going to share in it. So this past year, when we achieved an over 30% savings for the year, we paid a healthcare bonus to our employees. Everybody got a $1,000 bonus. Everybody who was on the healthcare plan, because I told them that if you do this with me, we'll share it together. You know, it's not that we're gonna put it in the coffers and we're gonna pay it out to shareholders. That's not the way it's happening. You guys are helping, and if, if you realize the savings, I'm gonna give it back to you. And we did, we gave them a $1,000 check. Money is a great motivator. <laughs> it is. It's, it's, it is the motivator. <laughs> um, I'll say uh, it, it, it was, um, and I, I think we, we mitigated this well on the front end, but just the transition from, you know, our team was used to uh, big carrier names, Aetna, Cigna, Humana, et cetera, on, just on their ID cards, and to tran the transition to just utilizing a, a, a TPA, um, so for us, we utilize Maritain Health. Um, it is part of the Aetna network. But, you know, you go to a provider and, you know, they, they see the card and they see Maritain Health and, there's, you know, it's a lot of questions on, on, uh, are generated. So um, we mitigated that on the front end by providing, you know, some paperwork to our team that says, look, you might get questions from your provider on this. Hand them this. Um, and so there, there, was, there was a little bit of, of discussion on the front end there. Obviously, we're year two now, still with, with Maritane, and so the, that those have, have subsided. Um, some plan design tweaks that we've made. One of the things that, that 
office surgeries as a specific example. They were um, part of our coinsurance deductible package initially. Um, got a lot of questions from our team on, on why it, it was it was approached that way because it was a design change from our previous, uh, you know, on our level funded strategy. And so um, what I love about this is that that we can, with our consultant, we, we, we have conversations like this fairly routinely on what's working within the plan. And um, we just, we made the decision to, to tweak that. And we said, okay, let's just make that part of your office copay. That's one of the benefits I think is, is fantastic. And, and um, you, you mentioned you review this, your, your claims quarterly. We actually do it monthly. Um, probably a little bit more detail than, than I should be doing, um, but uh, that was that was one of the things that, that that popped up. You know, is just through that review, and um, you know, I think it's it's really healthy for us to to kind of walk through that and and actually listen to our participants. And what I love about it is I can listen, and I can actually uh, uh, impact. I can actually affect change, and um, and it's been very welcomed from our team. So, and, what, and the theme in both your answers is thinking about and advocating, thinking, thinking about it through the eyes of and advocating through the experience of the employees, yeah. right? Uh, we've, we've talked about on a, at a community basis the need to stop the us versus them sentiment, feeling, or intended or unintended, right? It seems like you guys have spent a tremendous amount of cultural energy in that area. We are trying to make this a benefit that is invaluable, right? And and we're we're really good to our employees, which it sounds like Chris is too, is that we the company pays the lion's share of this healthcare. We're really not the cost savings mode would not be to switch to a company, you know, switch to having the employees pay more. That's not our idea of savings. The savings is as a group to save money. We handhold our employees. I want them to understand. I want them to know how to do it. I, I want to know if you had a problem. Bring it to me because I'll help you solve it. So we really want our health care to be a benefit. And like I said, when we were just hiring somebody recently, it, it ended up being the tipping point for us to get a new employee. And as hard as it is to get new employees right now, if this helps, it is a, a marketing tool we'll use and continue to use. And Jill, just remind everyone, if you would, how many employees you have en enrolled in your on your plan? We have 140 employees, and we probably have 130 of those employees enrolled in our plan, most of them probably 60% with family coverage. Just combining the, the uh, healthcare performance incentives, uh, rewards that you did, plus the investment <laughs> in the clinic um, we're hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars of investment in their success within the health plan. Yes. Incredible. And the ROI is incalculable. It is. And, and I'm not sure if that's is. a word, but we're going to go. <laughs> I got it. Yeah. And even number-wise, it's still, because we're, we're putting our dollars in the right things, and it is, it's saving, I mean, we're putting money into it, but it's saving us more than we're putting into it. We've talked a lot about what you've done. Um, now let's talk. So if you look over the next 12 months, if you look over the next 36 months, what are some things that you are looking to accomplish, uh, whether it's from cost containment, whatever? Well, I filled out my cards, so the, and I put them in already. So my <laughs> card said our biggest spend right now is diabetic supplies, and, and I would say it's mostly the insulin, right, that's the problem. 
And because we have some younger kids, which is sad, right, who have diabetes and it needs to be maintained properly. And I don't, I, I really advocate that, you know, the parents need to be on this and do this, but it's also one of the most costly things that we have on there. So um, that was my near term is that I'd like to see if there's a better way for us to get that insulin provided at a, at a better cost and, and the supplies. I think I saw one of them, they got a, a pump for a baby and it was kind of expensive, but maybe that's what was needed. It's just knowing that and knowing how to navigate that. My second one was is that I appreciate the people at my clinic and my employees love those people. And I, my goal is to show them our appreciation more often. We invited them to our Christmas party and we gave them like what we gave all the other employees and they were like, huh, uh, how did this work? And they were so appreciative. And I just said, we need to do that more often. My third thing had to do with you guys and your website. So I said, I need to talk to someone a little bit more about how to utilize that website a little better. Because when I get on there, I don't get out of it what I'm looking for when I go there. So that was my third thing was to, for me, to be able to navigate Pareto a little bit better is through the website. So that is one to do on your list. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think for us, um, again, we're, we're still fairly early into our, uh, uh, into this relationship. And, um, you know, so I think for me, it, it is still that, you know, I mentioned the drip of information, encouraging our reminders to our participants on what's all available uh, that's out there, right? So, you know, multiple programs, and I've, I've touched on, on a few of these. It was interesting that this specifically on the KISSX program, it was, it almost seemed the reaction from our team when we um, when we started this, it was almost, this is too good to be true. It, it, it can't be legitimate. And, and it wasn't until we had that first person that went through and actually it provided a testimonial of their experience yeah. that it actually kind of started that snowball. And so I think for us, as, as we continue this journey, is just reminding our team of what's available, um, you know, the, the different programs that are out there, um, because so far, it's been working. So I think it's just that that in engagement with our with our, our consultants, and and I'm looking for for them to provide me with with fresh ideas. We didn't know, we didn't know, and so all of these programs seem innovative, but they make sense. So we recognize that you guys don't do it alone. We certainly don't do it alone, and you lean heavily on your consultants for their strategy and guidance. Yeah. Um, I want to give you the opportunity to, to recognize them for what they do. So if you wouldn't mind, Jill, sharing. Yes, yes. Our consultants were right there with the strategy. And as we went through it and we needed to make changes and we needed to tweak things, they're always um, on the forefront of ideas, right? Um, we'll say we'll say something crazy and they'll maybe meet us in the middle and come up with something. So. It's, it's a nice relationship that we have with them. We, we talk with them often, and they help us with claims on a daily basis, right? Our consultants are, I, I probably don't go a week without talking to them. Yeah. Yep, We're, we have that kind of relationship, and it's a, a hopefully a win-win for both of us. <laughs> <laughs> they seem happy. So I, 
<laughs> and just confirming, it's Chris and Pat from Phelan Insurance. Yes, it is. Yes, yeah, it is. Right. So hopefully it's a win-win for both of us. But uh, but um, they have. They've done a marvelous job. And um, I feel like it's essential. We could not have done this without them. Yep. Completely agree. Couldn't have, could not do this without my consultant. He's so kind enough to provide me speaking notes as where I'm chatting with you guys today. <laughs> That's how engaged he is with me. So, um, yeah, Brian Olson from Sterling Seacrest Pritchard in Atlanta. You know, it, what, what I appreciate the most is, you're right, it's, it's regular interaction. Um, it's shepherding us through the process when it comes to annual enrollment. He, he's, so, he's so generous with his time that he does a benefits jeopardy for our team as we kind of go through the enrollment process. So wear a tuxedo in the, in the session, just uh, <laughs> cap it off. Um, you know, he's uh, memorable, come, memorable on every level. Oh, right? it is. Yeah. That's right. yeah. You know, um, it, fresh ideas, which are, which are much appreciated, but you know, just uh, regular interaction. You're absolutely right. I mean, yeah. weekly, weekly conversations and could not do this, could not do this. I can't emphasize enough uh, without, without his assistance. I have employees that, don't even call me, they call Chris, right? Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's said, he's talked to them before in person and said, here's my number. And so every once in a while, Chris will say, hey, I've been talking to blah, 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 your employee. I'm like, really, still? You're easy. Yep, I'm bringing him along, Jill. Thank you. That's great. <laughs> so we, we come out of these, we being Pareto, extremely jazzed up. I mean, these are our favorite things we do all year. And to hear these types of stories. These being the, the, the member meetings, me, the member and meetings and the exactly. time together. Yep. Um, Chris, I know this is your first one. Jill, you've been to a few of these. Yes. Can you talk a little bit about what your experience at these member meetings have been like? Where have you got the most value out of? Uh, and then maybe from Chris's perspective, what are you looking forward to getting um, out of this? So the roundtables are really um, helpful. I feel like when you sit around and everybody just says a little bit about what they're doing and you'll hear someone say, because I don't think I really would have thought of paying my employees. And I know that I heard that before at one of the round tables before and kind of kept it in the back of my mind. You know, for me, I think that's maybe either through the roundtables or just through, you know, the, the conversations. I'm interested in the interactions. I'm interested to see what's worked for each of you, um, you know, with your programs, um, because I think that's where, you know, I love the idea of giving back. I love the idea of, of you know, we're in this together with our employees. It's not that friction that you've historically uh, experienced, you know, us versus them. Um, so that, that's a good takeaway for me on, you know, maybe we could uh, give back to our employees if we do see uh, some savings in, in the program. And so I'm, I'm really interested in the interaction with each of you on, on what's worked uh, for your teams. So. And it's nice to put a face with the people from Cancer Care, the people from Magellan, the people that, you know, we're working with. It's always nice to put a face with it. So it's, it is nice to be able to talk to those people face to face and thank them and tell them that things are headed in the right direction. And it's not a terrible place to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, so you guys have given uh, countless arguments to people about why they need to take ownership and, and get involved. Um, real quick, what's one or two things that you would say to somebody that's uh, contemplating whether they make this move towards self-insurance, captive, sure, uh, but ownership over their plan? I feel like somebody said it this morning is that I feel like you could go into a business and tell in 
first 10 minutes you're there if they're a captive kind of company. I, think, I want them to be companies like ours who care about their employees. And so the first thing would be is that, you know, hopefully you care about your employees to the depth that I care about my employees because that's one of the reasons to put this in is that you're not just giving them the cookie cutter health care anymore. I want everybody to have great health care and I want you to know how to navigate health care because it's not easy. It's hard. I, you know, I've, I'm a CPA, and I have a hard time navigating health care. It, it's just tough. And if we can give them an easy way to get through it, but I feel like you have to have a, a, a care. You have to have that in, your, in, in you that you care about your employees, and you want it to be a better way. So we're a small private company. We subscribe to, it's kind of an evergreen philosophy. We want to be around for, for generations. We want to be around for 100 years. So we're looking for something that's sustainable. And this is a sustainable model to us. Jill and Chris, thank you guys so much for joining us today. We really appreciate um, your sharing, your openness, but more than that, your progression and, and commitment um, from, the, from the membership, from Pareto's perspective, we applaud everything you're doing and your commitment to continuing to improve. Um, so thank you guys so much. Yeah. Well, thank you as well, because we wouldn't have come up with all of these ideas without your leadership and guidance and, and help along the way. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Great job. Really well done. That was great. Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's episode of 8020 with Pareto Health. We love hearing from you. If you have a question or an episode suggestion, please drop us an email at 8020@paretohealth.com. That's 8020@paretohealth.com. Dive deeper into 8020 by visiting us at paretohealth.com/podcast. Lastly, make sure you follow us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify so you don't miss an episode.